Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. Me a very simple to answer question. It is Legends View. Tony. That's right, I'm on the Westphalia coast of Germany. The beautiful sunny West. And Jonathan. You get a headphone preamp because my level is a lot lower. As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And always remember, losing is fun. So welcome back, everybody, to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, and we've decided to continue our discussion of interesting things that new people don't know about Dwarf Fortress. But before we talk about that, there was a couple of releases. You know, I heard mention that Tarn and Kit Fox Games on Friday, I guess it was, had some sort of a broadcast. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, like a Twitch live stream, was it? Yeah, did you did you catch that? Did anybody catch that? I did not. No. Sadly, no. No. I found out about it after it was over, so... <laughs> yeah, it was in a bad uh, time for me, sadly. Like when you were asleep? I'm never coordinated enough to get to make those kind of things. Best I can do is have a podcast rehash it for me afterwards. Um, yeah. Seven days ago, Tarn and Zach interview Kit Fox Festival. So, I tell you what. Kit Fox Festival? Uh, Where was that? That's what it says on the uh, latest video from Kit Fox Games on YouTube. So I didn't know they had a festival. That's exciting. Yep. It's Tarn and Zach and Alexandra. So I will watch that and report on it next time. All right. So we have no idea what they said in there. Sadly, no. No, it's a mystery. <laughs> so I don't even know why I brought it up. I think that this will be part of the stuff that gets cut from the episode. So yeah, that happened. Uh, these, these tombstones, are, the clickable tombstones are nice. I mean, you know, the not not a statement that you make a lot in the world at large, but <laughs> there's utility to a clickable tombstone. My dad plans out burials for the local municipal small town cemetery, so don't get on his I'm wrong on side. Tombstones quite a bit. What's that? <laughs> don't get on the wrong side of him, or he'll put you behind the dumpster. <laughs> No, no, he sells the plots pretty much. <laughs> right, that's what it's I'm a, saying. It's a yeah. most, <laughs> well, you right. get to pick your plot, right? Well, it's between you and McDonald's. <laughs> no, it's a very pastoral setting. It's a it's a beautiful little cemetery, but so well, I know when I'm dead, gravestones, I, and I'm I and want I'm a thinking good view. Actually, just yesterday, I was in a graveyard looking at gravestones and people who were buried in the 1800s. Did you click on any of them? You know, I'll try that next it's time. It's the worst when you see them. They're just like, oh, it's Maud. She died of a stubbed toe. And you're, and, you know, you kind of like, oh, that sucks. Amazingly few real life tombstones actually have the cause of death on them. Surprisingly. A lot of them are kids. When you go to those old cemeteries, you know, and you look around, it's just like 10 kids per family, basically, in there. And they're all like 10 or less. Yeah. You know, like three-year-olds are dying and one-year-olds are dying and it's like they're just basically those old cemeteries are just a bummer fest because they're just filled with kids very sad jebediah infant son of so-and-so well thank thank vaccinations i I (laughs) have to say i'm kind of jealous of cool old uh graveyards because we don't have that here anymore i know in Um, europe yeah there's nothing old there now yeah, yeah, and especially here in Germany, I know that uh, if you have rested for 80 years, it's either you pay for another 80 years 
or you know like your your ancestors or you get dug up really and and then your tombstone also gets like removed and it's the subscription model coming to everything. You yeah. can't even get away from these models when you're dead, man. Yeah, no, crazy. it is a subscription model. I'm not a fan of it. So when you actually go over a graveyard now, it is literally just graves that, like, the oldest you will see are 79 years old. Oh, my goodness. Unless you go to specific other graveyards of specific religions for example a large jewish graveyard is here and obviously they don't do that because it's weird and Some uh, awkward then you stuff have, happened yeah yeah and then you have like actually old graves and you're like wow cool but uh yeah wow, that really wouldn't fly here yeah no we're well we move we the u.s moves graveyards land. like you know that that happens like in yeah, new but york we city pretend it didn't what's that but we pretend it didn't happen so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like whole parts of New York City just built on cemeteries. San Francisco's the same way. LA's got that. You know, they're like, you know what? That cemetery's a proper. It's good. Let's dig them up and move them. And that happens. And then they make movies about that stuff happening, like Poltergeist or whatever. It's good. It's good material. So now I will have to go take a picture of the oldest gravestone at that cemetery and use it for the uh, episode image. Just make it clickable. <laughs> all they care about this these days so that was a cool look at tombstone i like the idea that if you click on the 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 tombstone it brings up the bit of information if it's on the tombstone information about possibly how they died because zach in his little blurb underneath that image said that uh, he didn't even know that this person had died until he saw the ghost at which point he memorialized them and we have what's in the picture so link in the show notes I'm I'm looking right now at the at the post that they made and the very last one says summer 102 uneasy dwelling upon experiencing trauma became inclined to avoid excitement. I mean that's like everybody now I feel like like post pandemic no, no one wants to go out now. <laughs> Everybody's just taking it easy. It's kind of hilarious. Is this It's in one of his screenshots it was just one of those uh, things when you're like oh there's so much like us these guys. It's pretty neat the way that they've that he's organized thoughts and you can click on thoughts and memories to sort of filter out what, you know, when you hit that Z screen or whatever the info, and it's usually kind of like a wall of text. Yeah. It looks pretty neat that they've done some filtering here to make it more readable and tells you when the stuff happened. That's cool. Strongly looking forward to it. Mm, I'll probably get this. I'm, I'm thinking about picking it up. How about you guys? Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. You've always got kobold quests to fill in the gaps if you need a. Have you guys played that? Kobold quests. No. No. It's in their other games, I've, Bay 12's other games. I've played World War One Medic, and I have played Liberal Crime Squad. And I've played Slaves to Armok, God of Blood. Okay. Hmm. Of the three yeah, there. It is, what was your it is, what was your clear pick? My clear pick. Pick for the most unplayable <laughs> game would be Slaves to Armok, okay. God of Blood. Yeah, sounds the, But the uh, probably the most playable, the best one was was World War One Medic. Okay, you know it's a it's a little ninety uh, 90s style little game. So yeah, I don't remember much about it actually. Kobold Quest looks a lot like um, Adventure Mode. Oh yeah, and you it's a roguelike play probably. as a kobold running around a cave. I'm not really sure what you're supposed to do. Quest, I suppose survive survive don't die 
so in the stream today, if anybody's looking at it, you're seeing just a blank Legends viewer. And instead of trying to actually play the game while we're recording, which wasn't working very well, I was going to bring in the Legends mode of this really old world that's very hard and have a look at it. But unfortunately, today I didn't start that export process until... 10 minutes before we started recording. So it's still, I don't know if it's still going or dead, but the process is still cranking away. So we'll just leave it. Yeah, it does take a really long time. Sometimes I can see that you can see the files writing, but I haven't even seen them make the file yet. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. It, who knows? Is this the same computer that you're streaming from that you're recording audio on? Yeah. Yeah. But it seems to be handling it like a champ. It doesn't seem to be cool. too bothered by that. Is that your like, Mega I, I it was pretty awesome I-15. four or five years ago. I don't know how awesome it is now. It doesn't need to be replaced. Well, don't pressure me, man. <laughs> I haven't got a new CPU since then, so I, I, it's still more awesome than mine. I had heard it was just impossible to buy any sort of computing gear now, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll just forget about this until somebody tells me it's easy. I don't know. It just I've heard seemed- it's improving. Uh, I've heard it's improving. The, uh, the GPU prices are back down close to manufacturer's suggested price from what I hear. That'll be a huge, huge relief to so many Dwarf Fortress players. <laughs> that is according to the Destination Linux podcast or uh, maybe Linux Out Loud, one of the various Linux podcasts that I listen to. Well, it'll be great news for the PlayStation 5 version of Dwarf Fortress when it comes out. <laughs> or maybe Hardware Addicts. Oh, God, can you imagine pr- playing Dwarf Fortress with a, like... Like the PS controller. <laughs> People would do it and they'd be really good at it. And that's the thing that's crazy about that. If he, if they released it, somebody would figure it out. Somebody would learn how to play it. Either we discussed that before Did or we? there was a fever dream. Okay. It, I mean, you know, Did we? a little of both. A little of both. I Maybe I dreamed it. That's possible. <laughs> My dreams are filled with Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. And then the VR version. Uh, for adventure yes. mode, that'll be pretty cool. I mean, it would be pretty cool. Like we if, have had this conversation eh, before. We probably then have. I equipped in. I think in fortress mode, I think uh, you know a VR version would be cool. Actually, with, I like, do too. Uh, I think f- kind of Minecrafty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tarn, keep that in. Uh, keep that in the back of the mind. There, you're knocking well, this code out. I don't out. think it's going to be Tarn that will do it. I think that will be a that will end up being a plugin. I mean, I don't even know. It's pretty pretty ambitious thing to think about with current compute to do something like he's trying to do at the level he's trying to do it and then tack in all that other stuff on top of it. I don't know. I hope I live to see something like that, but it feels a bit ambitious at the moment. Yeah. I go pick up my meta Oculus, the thrift store, whenever. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it without that one. If we can, let's let's try to use the (laughs) non Facebook. It doesn't feel very tarned to use the Facebook one, but I don't know. Maybe he's a huge Facebooker. Who knows? I doubt it. No, same. Also, yesterday, there was a Dev Notes released with uh, some interesting tidbits in it, and it looks like they are almost done. The exact quote is, almost out of stage one of the roadmap we posted earlier this year. There's still the hauling stuff to do and lots of little missing submenus, but we'll find them all. So Great. they're almost out of stage one of the roadmap. Let me look up the roadmap to see what that was, that, because it seems like the first stage one was looked like it was going to be the lengthiest roadmap. Do we not have that roadmap? I don't have the link right 
uh, I guess we can go to our. But we could find it if we Google. Okay, robot post. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. So stage one of the roadmap, and I'll just quote it here. Finish the menus that haven't been upgraded yet. These include the graphics and layout for justice, health, diplomacy, and hauling. These aren't small tasks. Each will take weeks. I'll also be working with Jacob during this period on the sprites we need to update throughout the project. He submitted the new weapons recently. For instance, I got a new batch of music from the composer. Oh, neat. It's important to get these things incorporated in a timely fashion so everybody can keep working. All right. So true it is. Looks like they're going to be the next step on the roadmap is working on the remaining UI changes, adding the tool tips and the X's to close windows and so on for the things that they haven't done already. Progressing. Fantastic. <sighs> that is very good. Yeah. 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 If you want to read about the new dev update, it is at bay12games.com. The link is Dwarf Fortress. Gary Jeffrey invites you to the Cobalt Tummy, Hatchet Romance's first and only tavern, where this month, you can hear Toasted Maddlebooker tell the epic tale of heroism and tragedy where in the late autumn of six, the dwarf Aerith Boatsgold became the king of the trumpets of conflagration. Food, wine, and entertainment can be found at Gary Jeffrey's The Cobalt Tummy. Stop by today. Last time that we got together, we talked about how we would explain Dwarf Fortress to friends and, you know, just exactly what is Dwarf Fortress anyway. There's a couple of things that we didn't get to that I would like to touch upon. And one of those things is what the heck are these different kinds of enemies, monsters? I don't even know that they're necessarily enemies. That's that's the wrong term because because I'm sure that you could have your fortress mayor be intelligent undead, right? Your fortress mayor can. Well, I, I think that happened in yeah. a specific video of a specific YouTuber. Which one? Was it Krug Smash? Nah. Tekkad? Nah. Who? He said the word. Yeah, no, it was Krug uh, Smash in <laughs> um, uh, the one with the cool blue beetles he did. If I remember oh, yeah. correctly, what? no, was it in an intelligent undead or was it just a necromancer at the end? I think it was a necromancer. Oh, okay, yeah, it was, okay. just, it was a necromancer. Okay. But uh, one of the dwarves got resurrected as an intelligent undead, if I remember correctly, and lost, like, basically a soul and was not able to interact with anybody else anymore. But he seemed content. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. I don't remember the entire series. I just remember the really cute-looking, really large beetles. I have fallen way behind on my Krug Smash watching. I need to I think spend he's a couple weeks to catch up. Been on a bit of a break, so I don't think you've missed much. I don't think that he's been. I think he's working on something new and big. It sounds like from what I hear. I, don't, I haven't seen anything for months. Yeah, and the the Beatles stuff is is a little bit older. Like the entire arc of that is completed. So uh, that was the one that immediately followed Honey Stoker. I think could be with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the I'm on his, on his Patreon, and he puts out pictures pretty frequently. So I think he's busily doing something, but I don't know that there's, like, I checked, and I don't think there's anything new to watch or hasn't been for a while. Cool. 
Well, good luck to Krug Smash. Indeed, that's some high quality stuff coming out there. So, uh, so there's several different kinds of baddies in Dwarf Fortress. So there are different classes, and my question is, what's the difference among forgotten beasts, night creatures, and intelligent undead? Forgotten beasts and night creatures are different things, right? Yes. Forgotten beasts. I know are, are created procedurally when the world gets generated and you run into them typically in the caverns. Mm-hmm. What are night creatures? Well, they're also uh, randomly generated per world that you generate. So you also get uh, weird things. Like sometimes it's just a, what, what did I have once a shadow woman that is very much just a humanoid figure made of shadow so it's like shadow people stalking you but sometimes you get massive many legged trolls or or creatures of weird sentience that you can't really make out what they are imagine nightmares come to life and uh, they are called night creatures because they're very much just found in the um i was about to say single player mode adventure mode I've never seen any in fort mode, really. But in single-player mode, when you used to go out and you slept in the woods, then you sometimes got ambushed by things. And nowadays, it's mostly animals that ambushed me so far. So I feel like the, uh, it's not as many night creatures as it used to be. Because back in the, in the day, you just went out in the woods, you slept a single night in the woods, and you instantly got ambushed by night trolls or or i don't know laughing men or some really weird obscure stuff the difference between the forgotten beasts and the night creatures is where they come from like where you can encounter them because forgotten beasts are in caverns and they're really really big while night creatures are more like you know shadow people that stalk the forest for your soul and you can usually just encounter them in the night in uncivilized places. Okay. That kind of explains why I don't ever recall running into one in fortress mode, mm-hmm. because apparently they don't show up a whole lot in fortress mode. If at all. Yeah. Now a Colossus, there will be, sometimes I'll, I'll have a Colossus show up or some other giant beastie, those are not night creatures. Those are just things. Those are just monsters. Yeah, those are... Don't they usually die off at the beginning, those big fellas? Yeah, very often. The Colossuses and the Titans. They're yeah. not very strong compared to what other things lurk above. Uh, but no, they're not night creatures. They're counted as... Um, Correct me here if I'm actually wrong, but I think they're being uh, used as uh, forest titans to some degree. Titans, that's the word I was looking for, titans. So the forest titan is the same thing as a forgotten beast, but not in the cavern, but, you know, above. Um, Okay. You get uh, cyclops, too. Yeah, but in the same category, you also have, like, rocks and dragons and, and all that jazz. Uh, and they, they always get like this neat little pop-up, you know, when they enter your map. I've noticed in, I call it the new version, the January version, the most recent version, it doesn't seem like um, the beasts are quite as 
numerous and present in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've just had some really good luck, but I haven't, I haven't had as many problems with them. Yeah. Is that, is that what you guys are seeing too? So like not quite as bad. It used to be every fortress I started, it would be like until the, until the werebeast came. You know, I wonder if it's hard to tell that though, because whenever we create a world, at least when I create a world, I tend to play on that world for a while. And I think that the world I'm in right now is particularly tame. So it may appear to me that there's not many werebeasts because this particular world may not have many werebeasts, but somebody else could generate a world and it might, you know, have a really high population density of were giraffes. So I don't know. Yeah, no. If I look back, I do really think that it changed. Yeah. Because let's see what, what even, which version was on. Uh, I don't remember, but um, a while back, I used to play fortresses and I could just set my clock until where beasts came. It wasn't a question of if, it was a question of when. I, I, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, um, I always play worlds with a fairly high amounts of monsters and savagery and whatever. But um, I could really just wait until it happened. And then I had to deal with it. It really wasn't a question of if but nowadays i am surprised when i get one and the the ones that i get i've had several children that were webbies so they were slightly smaller than the actual form and easily dealt with which ultimately was kind of horrifying you know because then i had like a dead child there but yeah no no and every time i check the legends i only have like two or three people actually roaming around as beasts and like biting some people and the people that are just bitten, not like transformed themselves, they are counted as where bit blah, blah, blah. And they usually die off very, very quickly. And, and I tend to only have one sort of beasts now. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I used to have like llamas or lizards. llama, or- yeah. Yeah, and now it's only just one type always. Like, everything is just one thing. Like, there is nothing else but, like, a panda, for example. Ah. It's time now for Memorial Gardens, brought to you at this time by the Confining Silvers Memorial Hall, under the caring administration of Clinodev. This is an exceptional bauxite memorial to Dumed Obaxtorlat. The slab reads, In memory of Dumed Obaxtorlat, drowned in the year 7, expedition leader of the Confining Silvers 5-7, to seven, lover of the Irons of Turquoise. This is an exceptional mica memorial to Logum Kikrostorad. The slab reads, In memory of Logum Kikrostorad, drowned in the year seven, the color goldenrod made him happy. This has been Memorial Gardens, brought to you at this time by the Confining Silvers Memorial Hall, Klinodev Administrating. Well, I had high hopes of bringing in the XML file here to look at our 
our Legends viewer, but it just crashed. Legends viewer just crashes on load. So I don't think my copy of Legends viewer can handle the export. So anyway, so if anyone's watching, you're not going to see anything for this one, unfortunately. Input string was not in a correct format. You can't even get to see, you don't even get to see the error message. Sorry, everyone. I wonder how much of it also has to do with the age of the world. Mm. I get lots of Titans in my fortresses. Really? And I get lots of dragons. It Interesting. Seems, and I get huh. lots of, uh, not so many rocks, but the thing is also, I use very, very young worlds. I set it on the, the, the first setting and start off in year five with my fortresses because I have found that the uh, young, young worlds, they seem to keep the frames per second higher longer hmm. The because it's not working with the long history, it seems. Or if nothing else, I'm impatient and it doesn't take very long for the world to generate. <laughs> the last The last year, year and a half or so, I've been playing on either young worlds or very young worlds yeah Either the five year or the 25 year ones yeah i think you're i think you might be onto something because the like older world like you know more years more problems because i'm looking at this file right now the xml file for the really old world that i was trying to do it's mm-hmm. 5.13 gigs it's a very Holy very cow. big xml file which i suspect is part of the reason it's not loading um yeah so that happened wow that could be a case where the Legends file is just too big for the Legends view. I think it might be just too big, sadly. I mean, you get to a point with a text file that your uh, text editor can't even load it. Yeah, well, five gigs is a is a is a push, um, but I guess we can still look at the Legends viewer because the game itself still seems to be working. So there were a lot of historical figures in this world. Uh, wait, how old is this world? Um, this world is there's probably a really easy way to tell that this world is, yeah, think so. uh, 1042 years old. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that, uh, you know, there's a reason why it takes so long then. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of stuff. Oh, I think wow, we that's killed a this lot beast. of forgotten beasts. This one, I think killed one of my fortresses. That oh, wow. That's hard. a lot of forgotten beasts. Yeah, we're it's it's been a busy it's a busy yeah palace. Devour the hen, not the hen. One hen, (laughs) crappy hen. (laughs) Look, it it killed everyone, and then my guys finally killed it in this latest fortress. Do you recall how large the world was that you generated? Uh, It was a medium size. Okay. Look, we had a hill titan. Contemporary years. Oh yeah, female night creature. Go on that. Go on that. Let's see what we're okay. Female night creature. For those of you watching on News Channel 8, we have uh, Tony showing the Legends viewer from within the Dwarf Fortress game itself. So we're looking at a night creature. I've never come across one of these in fortress mode. They have a long straight tail, lumbers steadily from place to place. Its eyes glow orange and its black skin is rough and cracked. Now you know why you fear the night. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so, so it is very much like a randomly generated nightmare that attacks you. Uh, very it's, unfun, by the way. <laughs> it didn't last very long. It only lasted 71 years, and then it was killed by some random dude. Was 71? I want to see you last 71 years, buddy. <laughs> well, this <laughs> fortress is pretty old now. <laughs> I've left it running. Four um, kills? Oh, okay. I mean, this is 
This is pretty bananas. Oh, I suppose we could filter on string for night creature. Let's, let's do it. Let's see how many we've had. Um, before you retired your fortress, did you back up your? Uh, I did your uh, saves folder. Yeah, it, it'll come back. Cool. So you can continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not into the persistence, there. So, uh, I see we're getting everybody with night yeah, yeah. terror, terror night. Because they're suddenly not called night creature. You know, they have also randomly generated nine names. Oh, like that's true. Male groom of. Whatever. This guy's called Male Groom of the Shadow Freak. That's a great band name. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. That was a Black Sabbath album in 73. I think it might be. He's called Thiltu Amarina. Let's have a look at him. He was a groom of the Shadow Freak, born in 90. Good Lord. What is what is a Shadow Freak? It's kind of awesome, though. Uh, I, I, I feel like... I'm humanoid. Hmm. There's just a lot happening here. So I have a question for you guys. I was I was I was kind of thinking about how these games get older and why you know younger worlds are probably better to play if you have a computer that doesn't have quantum processing capabilities. What right. what do you like? Do you get so is it basically playing on each cycle? Is it playing every turn for every creature everywhere in the world? Or is that stuff happening in the background? Like, how does this, like, how, what do you guys, how do you, how do you guys think this is working? I think it works every turn, every creature in your fortress. Okay. But what happens to the rest of the world? Because I thought stuff was still happening. I think the rest of the world has procedural generation stuff happening, not on the micro level, but the macro level. Okay. So he's like, oh, and every season these events happened. And then he puts those into the world. Because I'm just trying to figure out how do you keep it? How do you keep the state? of the entire world unless you're updating it every turn yeah that is a really good question but i'm completely well, out are, i think they are the, like software and hardware and it, i don't know i don't know i wonder if there's anyone we could find that could answer i know somebody who could probably answer it yeah i think there's one person that can answer that <laughs> Somebody write this question down so that next time when we have Tarn on again, we actually ask him that question. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I that was just that would be a good yeah, question. Vaguely curious idea. about it, and he would talk for like three hours on that. I would, I would listen for three hours because I, I find it really I would too. fascinating. That was not, I was, I was, you know, that sounded snarky. No, that was not a uh, a dig. No, I was hoping for something like that. I was like, oh, he talked for three hours. And I, oh, that sounds really. Look, cool. I still go back to the old Dwarf Fortress talk episodes. And that's what they were, you know, rain seeker or Captain would ask him a question and he would expound on that question for like 25, 30 minutes. And then he would say, you know, what was the question? And no one can remember what the question was, but you got a half hour of awesome content out of it. So if anybody out there, if you've not listened to the Dwarf Fortress talk podcast episodes, I think at this point there's like 26 or 27 um, they started really early on, I think before 2010. After the Steam release was announced, they made a few more episodes, but a lot of them, the content is actually out of date, but it is a really fascinating look into into the Tarn's mind as he's creating these things. It is just a really good listen. Go do that. Bay 12 Games, there is a, on the Dwarf Fortress page, there is a podcast link. Or you can subscribe on whatever your podcast provider is. 
Mr. Gutsy invites you to the Shrine of the Hammers of Death, a temple for no particular deity. All visitors are welcome. Come for some quiet time, so that you might deepen your connection with your supernatural being of choice. The Hammers of Death is located just through the mica door in the back wall of the Cobalt Tummy. Mr. Gutsy bids you, Solazim Kin. I'm looking through the, the lineage of the fortress that I'd been sharing while we streamed, and it seems like I started it in the year 1030-something. Yeah, 1038 it started. And then I retired it for purposes of recording this in 1042, so that's four years. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So what was that? You set it spinning, and then when you woke up the next day, you just stopped it? <laughs> no, I've just been playing it. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, whenever you regenerated the world. Oh, to generate the entire ancient world. Yeah, uh, I can't even remember. I think it probably took a couple hours. You know, it's. I would like to. I would like to take a look. You know, this would be something easy enough to do. Graph out the curve whenever world generation happens on you know years per second, ending up being years per minute, and end up being you know years per hour. Oh yeah, on the okay. generation. So I bet it would say, uh, I bet it's like a, a natural, like a, a e to the x kind of a, kind of graph. One of the things that happens to me when I'm generating the worlds is, and why I haven't used the set it and forget it, like start it the night before and then come back in the morning, is because it usually crashes during world gen, and so uh -huh. I don't know when it's going to crash. So you can't, you know, it's like I feel like it almost. You almost can't do that because you're sure to hit a crash. And I and then sometimes I think that's like it hits a bug in world generation and then you die, but you're not really ever sure quite when you hit that. So I don't know, Tony, do I re do I repeat Justin, myself? <laughs> Justin in the chat room uh, wants you to comment on your FPS because he just noticed the FPS. I I can't see what it is, but I'm sure it's, it's a four hundred. Or yeah, it's, you can't thing. decide if it's three ninety nine or four hundred. It's it seems to be struggling to yeah, decide that. Yeah. It's obviously I've put it in a cap in in have you fortress mode? Yeah, okay. so I think I've capped it at yeah, I capped it at four hundred FPS. Yeah, Justin Tony has a really hot computer. I had I mean, it's at least, not as that he hot says, anymore. It was five years ago. Yeah, it, but, was, uh, it was great for the time, but yeah, I put in a graphical cap at four hundred FPS, which is why it's sitting there stuck at 400 fps and, and yeah this is mostly because of legends because it yeah. actually doesn't have to work that much right now it doesn't really need um, to do much yeah but uh, even in fortress mode though your your games go much faster yeah, than mine. That is i true. like i mean it's the 50 frames per second cap yeah and i mean i'm not using anything particularly special it's a an i9 9900 from like 2018 but it was pretty good with its um, single speed singles single what do you single thread performance was really good. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's why I picked it, which is always a smart thing to do when you're picking a computer chip. But yeah, I'm sure that there's stuff that does better now. Like I'm sure the new Macs will probably destroy it when the game gets compiled again for Mac. <laughs> when back to your, back to your conversation thread though, you <laughs> wouldn't have that problem with crashing if you would do five year, old uh, uh worlds i know i keep thinking yeah. about that maybe i should be but, playing those younger worlds it it both has its like up and downs you know 
in the in the young worlds you get a lot of the the cool night creatures and and basically mm-hmm. every dragon and stuff is still alive so there's a lot of things happening um especially if you put the civilizations to low then the possibility of the monsters actually getting killed off is even lower um on old worlds right yeah, and in, in old worlds, uh, all the monsters are dead, but uh, we've made our own. Let's say it like that. Yeah, right. I was going to say, yeah. The you, true you, danger. You have a balance. Yeah. The graph somewhere crosses at some point in the in the history of your world where the undead outnumber the forgotten beasts because the undead continually increase in number and the forgotten beasts continually decrease, right? Well, it's almost like by the time the world's old, the only thing that survives are the truly scary things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you don't, you don't have any more easy mode stuff. It's all just really horrifying things that are around. That can, but the variety you, is lower. The yeah, variety more variety. is lower, but um, it's like actual evolution where everything got pressed into specific niches. And if you're not good enough, like if you're a blob made of vomit or steam, you're not going to survive very long. <laughs> But if you're made like a like a winged demon from hell made of stone, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, you think it it gives the game more time to pick the winners and losers. Yeah, yeah. But the description of the vomit fire monsters are so interesting. I mean, I agree with you, but uh, they sadly don't fare too well when fighting against literally anything. Yeah. yeah, that just means I can throw my, you know, my cooks at it and, and it will it will not live. But sometimes those are those can be some of the worst, those vomit fire monsters, because they spray the toxic debris all over you or whatever. And yeah, that sucks. Beware, it's deadly dust. Should we put an adventure in this crazy world? Should I, should I spin that up really quick before we wrap up today? Sure. Why not? Go ahead. Now that we've managed to crash. So dragons. Yeah, dragons. Dragons, I find, except for the fact that they burn down whatever trees I have or large swaths of trees in my map and make it really ugly, I found dragons aren't that difficult to kill in Dwarf Fortress. Have you guys found the same? I've had few run-ins, but um, yeah. Maybe old world, new world thing. Yeah, I haven't had too many run-ins. I might do new world. Every fortress I've had has run into at least one dragon in this world. Crazy. That's a That's lot insane. of dragons. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. You should save that world seed. <laughs> um, How do you find out what seed your world had? That's in the world region one world gen parameters dot text. If you, um, I, I, there's probably lots of ways to get at this, but the way I know how to do it is when you export your legend stuff, it will tell you the history seed, the seed, um, creature seed. It has all sorts of stuff in it. I have no idea how to use those. So if people understand that stuff, it would be pretty cool to... Yeah, I didn't even know that could possibly exist. Where beast number, um, nitrile number. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. But you if there's 50 of those seeds, then it might not be... It might effectively be something you can't do. With a lot of games or with a lot of roguelikes, I know that you can put in an actual seed number. Uh, Brogue comes to mind. There's competitions where they release a particular seed and everyone plays the same seed in Brogue and there's comp- and there's like little tournaments and stuff. So you can reproduce the world. I'll tell you what, adventurer mode gets interesting when you're doing these 
old worlds because I can yep. choose to be boats faction soldier or demon of nil, or I can be a, an elf or flag Amber's hand glitter phantom's hand. I could be a hand like, does that, is that what it, I could be somebody's eye? Am I literally going to be somebody's eye? Manos, the hands of fate. No, 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 no. They're just called that. They can literally be anything. So you could look like a malformed horse for all that, you know. I might. Should I? What do you guys think? Should we be Eye of Nil, Demon of Nil? That sounds pretty cool. People aren't going to like that. We'll just randomly. Yeah, we're going to have to do that again so that we have a a three-headed adventure mode game. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yes. That needs to to happen soon. I just make all of this crap up because I just don't care enough about it's going to die anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You know, try not so to you overthink. Can be a necromancer experiment. Awesome. Yeah, I try not to overthink these things because I just die anyway. So I vaguely make them swimmers. I want and to be climbers. a human fighter. And <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think you got to be an axe man, right? What whatever whatever that one is. You know, my preference is spears, but uh... spears it is. Good enough. He'll be fine. Off we go. Everything's perfect. This guy's going in, guns blazing. Yeah, I don't know. How to, how do you see more about your dude in Adventure? I don't really know enough about this thing. Uh, oh, God. I'm not uh, smart enough no, to play this game. No, I'm definitely going to mess up the actual thing. It, it was an inventory. I think it was Z. Not sure. Well, it, it tells me. I think, you, I think you lean the other direction here, Tony. We're like, I, I don't know that I'm going to play because uh, whenever I'm playing Dwarf Fortress while we're recording, it actually I'm like, I shouldn't do it. Back. Wait, so I'll put in adventure, adventure mode. mode. <laughs> let's do that. And then I'll totally <laughs> throw the whole thing into, into chaos. Brilliant. <laughs> Just by me not knowing what I'm doing in this thing. That's the way we do it. Yeah. I, I, I have high hopes for learning how to play adventure mode at some, day, at some point in my life. What was the question before? Are dragons just animals? What was the question? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, dragons. I'm trying to get back to the actual podcast here. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Uh, d- dragons. We're dragons. talking about monsters. Beyond. Bad guys. Yeah, d- Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. You know the game? Uh, <laughs> um, Dwarf Fortress Roundtable. Are you aware of that podcast? Hazy. Hazy. <laughs> hazy uh, dragons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they also count as some kind of like hill titan entity. Um, but ultimately they're... So they are titanic? Well, 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 uh, that's a problem about dragons because the dragon itself is more like a, like a Chinese dragon. It doesn't actually have any wings and it's basically they're a large lizard. Uh, uh, no, I, uh, I had a flying dragon. What? I mean, maybe they can fly, but they don't have dragon. dragon. Uh, yeah words they don't have wings i i know that I, oh. but i think they might actually be able to fly without wings is that right they fly with rocket power yeah it's it's it is very chinese dragon-ish so um interesting uh yeah, they flew around and, and torched at least you know maybe he wasn't flying maybe i'm just imagining that <laughs> but i just assumed that he was flying around and torching my uh my uh my forest he definitely torched my forest. Yeah, they really, they really do that. Yeah, somewhere in the back, uh, in the show notes, or somewhere, I've got a picture of the Great Pyramid of whatever that fortress name was. But all around it is burnt forest because the dragons 
Yeah, those Iron Trident. I think that was the name of that. Force. That is a bummer when those things come. I had a Flame Titan or something come one time and destroy everything, just burned everything to the ground because I had I was dumb and had wooden walls, and I think it burned those down too. We were talking about werebeasts before. Are, are they their own category of yes. monster? Are they uh, like they're I'm, not my creatures? I'm not one hundred percent certain. This is mostly me pulling things out of my nose right now. But um, as far as I'm aware, um, every time the as they're called, like the small pop-up window looks slightly different than the other things. It mm-hmm. is a different category, and beasts are something else, and like technically night creatures are something else. They have a pop-up, it just never happens. Where creatures have the message, don't they, that say, now you know why you will fear the night, or something like that, right? No, that is not technically I thought they the did. actual night creature. That, that's just on No, no, that was werebeasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, undeads in general. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, undeads also have like two different kind of things. So, for example, if uh, you only have one uh, or, or like a bunch of intelligent undead, the message is different from just shambling corpses. Because I got once really confused why the hell I get like a weird message. I don't remember what the message actually said, but the corpse message is like. The dead walk hype while you still can. Oh yeah, uh, right. And right. The intelligent undead, yeah, and the intelligent undead one was slightly different. It was more akin to like uh, the dead are laying siege or something. Ah. And I got really confused uh, with that. But uh, yeah, where beasts are their own thing, and hill titans are their own thing, and like dragons and 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 like giants and whatever are also their kind of own thing because they're not randomly generated like hill titans. And then we have uh, the underground hill titan version, which is Forgotten Beasts. And then we have night creatures. And somewhere we also have uh, undead. Yeah, there are layered monsters too. Mm. <clears throat> monsters that can that, that you know you stumble on and layers. hide in their lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like yeah. giant yeah. jaguars and stuff in there. Because yeah. I've had quests before where they're like, go west and kill the jaguar that's terrorizing the village, and you do it, and you come back, and everyone's like, no one cares. I certainly do miss my run-ins with, uh, with, with were beasts. Uh, I love the idea, you know, of were llamas. That's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Were giraffe, were hamster, or where was it? A uh, were cavy beast. Yeah, uh, were monsters are what made me realize that I needed doors on my fortress because there was a fortress that was taken completely out by a were beast because it had no doors. It's one of my first fortresses. Yeah, uh, the the whole werebeast situation also made me reevaluate the the hospital stuff. And uh, first, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I do need a hospital." And then I realized, like, "Yeah, maybe I need something that is like more of an actual hospital than just one room where I throw everybody in." Hmm. Ah, hmm. hadn't thought of that. Can a hospital span multiple rooms? A single hospital? Uh, yeah, you j- can just so. slap like the area over oh. the entirety. So you have like a block that I do, and inside the block there are like several rooms and like some operation rooms and stuff. So that uh, when somebody is laid to bed, they're in their own room. And if I see like, okay, this is a beast, I can just lock the door, and uh, that's it. And you know, then I don't have to deal with that anymore. Okay, well, that's a great idea. Well, I typically just t- make a big room, line the 
lined the sides of it with yeah. uh, with containers, beds, and and uh, traction benches, and just have them all in there. I never really occurred to me to have several rooms. And yeah, then you can lock them in there until the next full moon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Turn. Because yeah. otherwise, you will uh, have like always the situation you either uh, forget to actually check people, and then you oh people died, huh? Or you have uh, basically just three people turning inside the hospital and like ripping the other still uh, healing dwarfs in the other beds apart. And then you, you know, hmm, kind of bad. So, yeah, and suddenly you look down and your your levels of your fortress are covered with blood and chaos yeah, is, yeah, exactly. is raining. And if you have like a small room, you can do it one by one, each dwarf on its own. And then you can say like, okay, I have three infected, as it seems, and you are not infected, so you can leave now. So, you know, it's great. Well, folks, I've got a luncheon that I need to yeah. attend. So I think that we're going to to uh, talk next time about what is up with elves in this game. Elves? Elves. <clears throat> we're going to talk about what is up with elves in this game anyway. Planned on doing that this time, but, you know, we just got so enraptured with beasts that... Uh, it was quite a away. beastly episode. Well, at least it wasn't uh, arches again. So. My cat really does not want me to be in a podcast right now. Knows about the soap, man. Clawed at the door. <laughs> Knows about the soap. <laughs> yeah, I can hear her. Very cute. <laughs> no, she obviously doesn't know about the soap or she would be running instead of... Coming in, yeah. <laughs> complaining that I'm not... <laughs> kitty, anyway. kitty. Uh, so have you guys got anything that you'd like to mention before we get off the air here? I don't think so, but golly gee, let's uh, let's go have some, let's go make a fortress. I'm going to do a younger fortress. That's my, that's my thing. I'm going to try to get something that's a little, a little newer than this and see how that treats yeah, me. Yeah, we, we can check out dragons. How about that? Yeah, let's go dragon <laughs> hunting. It'll be like, we'll celebrate the World of Warcraft expansion with Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So maybe I should... I should build up a new uh, a new world and a new fortress because the, the the world that I have right now just isn't particularly challenging. I'm I'm not getting anything really that's threatening my my fortresses. Anyway, mm -hmm. getting off track. <laughs> that's hubris track. right there, my friend. You're gonna get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. It makes for good stories, right? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Awesome. Well, okay, so thanks everyone for tuning it. in to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, and um, until next time, Toodaloo. happy fortressing, everybody. See you guys. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.